Now you can find, listen and subscribe to Chilling with Jens and the local Danfoss Climate Solution podcast in your RevTools app. Download it from danfoss.com. Service and support. Downloads. Hi, I'm Jens Andersen and I work for Danfoss Cooling. Thank you for listening in on this podcast, which is the very first about evaporative uh, refrigeration. This podcast is the first chapter in a series of nine podcasts that will be published regularly during the next couple of months. It's intended for trainees and people who want to know a bit more about the basics of evaporative refrigeration, the system and the components. This chapter is about evaporation process, where I'll talk about how the cooling takes place, what physical mechanisms is in play, in short, the very basics of refrigeration. Imagine a container, a bottle, that you can hold in your hand. Inside the bottle, the key to cooling down your drink, your food, or maybe even a house or an entire freezer for transporting frozen vegetables across the ocean is under slight pressure. This liquid inside this bottle is a substance that evaporates or boils at very low temperatures. So normally you would not see this substance as a liquid, but you would see it as a gas or a vapor. You can compare it with a cigarette lighter. When you look at the transparent lighter, you see the liquid. When you open the lighter with no flame, the liquid immediately evaporates. It actually boils and becomes a vapor instantly, but you don't see it. You can maybe hear it sizzle. It's almost the same with spray paint. To get the paint out of the aerosol, a gas is used as a propellant. Typically, it would be a natural occurring gas like butane. Inside the pressurized aerosol canister, the butane is in its liquid form or phase. But the moment you press the button, the butane along with the paint is released and sprayed out. The butane evaporates immediately, released to the atmosphere. Butane is a so-called natural gas that is easily liquefied by a relatively low pressure. So it's great as a propellant or for lighters as it's highly flammable. When you use an aerosol for a while, you will feel the canister gets cold. But why is that? is because the butane evaporates. For the butane to evaporate, it needs to change phase from liquid to vapor. It sounds simple and, well, it is, but it takes energy to transform the substance from one phase to another. You can compare it with water. If you want water to change from liquid to vapor, that is steam, you'll need to add heat. Well, that's pretty obvious. And that's exactly what you do when you boil eggs. You evaporate the water by boiling it, or rather you add energy to the water in form of heat. That is the same you do with butane in the aerosol. You just don't think of it as an energy you add in the form of an ambient heat or heat from your hand. In a sense, you could say that the evaporation process steals energy in the form of heat from the surroundings. And in this case, it's your hand it steals from. And that's 
the secret behind what we call evaporative refrigeration. Inside your refrigerator at home, this is in fact the process that takes place just inside tubes on the rear side of your internals of your fridge. Here the evaporation process steals energy as heat from what you put into the fridge like milk, cheese, vegetables, etc. etc. And that's why it turns cold. For the evaporative cooling to take place, we need a substance that boils at the right temperature, or at least can be controlled to boil at the required temperature. To do so, you just need to control the pressure at which the boiling should take place. Again, try and think of water. If you climb a mountain where the pressure is lower than at sea level, and you need some hot tea water, it will not boil at 100 degrees Celsius, but maybe at 85 degrees or at least at a lower temperature. If you then instead goes down into a deep mine shaft to boil water, where the pressure is higher than at sea level, it will boil at say 115 degrees or at least at a higher temperature than the 100 degrees Celsius. So to control the boiling temperature, you regulate the pressure at which you will have the substance boiling. The higher temperature, the higher pressure. Let's just assume that you want the cooling process to take place at a specific place, maybe in a specific room. All you need to do is to have the substance running in a tube at a higher pressure to the place where you want it to boil. In a sense, you can say that this is also what happens with the aerosol from before, where you have the butane under pressure as long as it is transported to where you want to use it. And it's then released when you press a button exactly where you want to paint. Getting back to the room you want to cool, you have the substance running in a tube under certain pressure. And at the point you want to cool, you simply lower the pressure. This can be done by having the inner diameter of the tube reduced. So how much depends obviously on how much you want to reduce the pressure. Also the length of the diameter reduction plays a role. On the other side of the reduction, the tubing again returns to its original diameter or probably even a bigger diameter. This means that the pressure inside the tube after the reduction is lower and thereby also the temperature at which the substance boils. Next time, in the second chapter, I'll tell you about the substance, which we will start calling the refrigerant, what it would be, and a few things about what to think of in case you need to choose a refrigerant for your cooling system. This podcast was brought to you by Danfoss Cooling. Please feel welcome to visit us at danfoss.com and maybe sign up for some of our cool e-learning lessons.